Ladies, are you okay? No, really, are you okay? Welcome to Dr. Robin White's podcast, where we will be able to explore women's health. Because we need a voice. We need a voice to be able to uplift, support our minds, body, and soul. I want to be able to provide simple, impactful health solutions that encompass the whole woman, their minds, their bodies, their souls. And this will then enable them to walk in their destiny, bless their homes, their communities, find joy in their journey, and achieve all that God has called us to be. If we can heal, heal the woman, the we can woman. heal the world. So let's get into it. Heal the world. Hello and welcome to the Dr. Robin White's podcast. Hello, friends. I've missed you guys so much. Uh, March was crazy um, with the transition of the Dr. Robin White live to just the podcast. But I am excited about what the future holds, and I am encouraged that this is April, and April April showers bring May flowers, right? And so it's it's interesting that April is also the month of infertility awareness, and um, talk about April showers, right? Anybody that has had to do, deal with infertility knows that there are a lot of showers and a lot of clouds and a lot of long nights of just wondering why, what, when, how. <laughs> so I wanted to talk today today about infertility and about how we as women do not share our battles or our struggles dealing with infertility and how important it is to make sure that we continue to be aware of the fact that other people have maybe not have have not experienced the joys of saying okay I'm ready to start a family and now let's do it bam because it doesn't happen like that to a lot of people and for me specifically I can give my testimony today about how I dealt with and how I still thank God for the journey to fertility. So let's talk about the word first. Infertile. Now, when you look at the word, uh, you would think that the root word, of course, is fertile. But in, so just the, the mere fact of putting the I in, uh, in front of it means without. But I'm a big play on words, and I believe our words are so powerful. So I chose when I heard of the word and heard of the term to describe me, I said, no, 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 no. We're going to change this word around. It's going to mean that I am in the being in the living in fertile, meaning I am all in fertile. I am not out of it. I am in it. I am going to produce life. My body was created and designed to give life. And I know that I shall give life one day. I can remember uh, me and my husband, my current, my husband right now, taking the journey through the loss. So we definitely had loss before we were deemed in, um, without the ability to conceive, also known as infertile. And we um, battled with the fact that the that we couldn't conceive so much <laughs> that we 
continued to try even after having a loss. So my first ectopic pregnancy, which uh, most may know ectopic pregnancies as a pregnancy that is outside of the womb. So ectopic was, my ectopic was in my fallopian tubes where the baby is carried to the uterus from outside in, basically. And uh, you still produce the hormone HCG, which is the hormone that we use um, to determine if we're pregnant or not. You know, the one that lights the stick up. Mm-hmm. Yep. So I remember missing my period and not realizing it. And then when I realized, I was like, oh, I better go get a pregnancy test. So got a pregnancy test. We found out we were pregnant. Um, I was very excited because I was 30 years old. I wasn't married to my husband at the time. But I knew that this was somebody I was probably going to be with, so it didn't really matter. So we were excited, and we went through all of the feels of the joys of knowing, you know, oh, okay, this is the way God has it. This is the way it's going to be. And six weeks into the pregnancy, um, when I went for my first doctor's appointment and we did our first ultrasound, I realized that there, we discovered that uh, there wasn't a baby inside my uterus, and it was devastating. Um, and basically, we were told that I had miscarried and to go home and take some pads, and you'll be bleeding, and, you know, get on with your life, <laughs> so they say. Well, that wasn't my story. Two days after being discharged, not discharged, but two days after the doctor's appointment, I discovered a really excruciating pain to my left side that literally had me balled over and could not stand up. Um, fast forwarding to having emergent surgery, um, to almost dying because the blood from the rupture of the tube that a baby was growing in that wasn't supposed to be growing in um, almost cost me my life. So you can understand the devastation that we both felt experiencing this. But as God had it and as our faith declared, you know, the Lord is so gracious. He didn't just give us one tube. He gave us two. So I said, okay, well, we'll just try again. And so um, I, I, I took the time to learn my husband. We planned a wedding, um, got married, and now we're like, okay, let's do this. And so many women who deal with infertility get to that point like, okay, let's do this. And when the do this don't happen, you're like, well, well what, what, what's wrong? So me and my husband, we tried for, I would say, they say after 35, trying for six months and not being able to conceive is considered infertility. Um, under 35, trying for a year um, without protection or anything um, and not conceiving is considered infertility. So I believe we had tried for over a year at this point. Um, and we were about to take the journey to uh, fertility treatments because we were told, like, if we had one ectopic, we'll probably have another. So I was thinking, yep, okay. But our faith was just so strong. We were like, no, we're going to just try it on our own. But after a while, I said, well, let's at least go talk to the doctor. So we did the prep preparatory work for the fertility treatments. And right before I was supposed to start Clomid, which is a medicine that kind of kind of stimulates your body to produce um the eggs uh after I had after I had got scheduled to start that they were like okay after your next period go ahead and start the medication well lo and behold my period never came so we were pregnant again and I was like oh yes 
yes, yes, yes. I knew God could answer our prayers. And so we um, we were so excited and we said, yep, I knew it. So thank you, Jesus. And my fear, right, the fear that I had of a repeat ectopic, because that was kind of stoned in my head as my memory of pregnancy was still there and it was still real. And so uh, every little thing, every little chance I went, I'm like, okay, can I check my levels? Like, when can I get an ultrasound? And I don't know why the OBGYN department, well, I do know why now, being in the medical field. But they wait. They make you wait to get um, the ultrasound to sometimes 10 weeks. I'm like, that is long, like super long, if you think about the time frame of you know, knowing that you got pregnant with most people find out four weeks because you miss your period to 10 weeks. Yeah, that's it's just long. It's just a long time. So luckily I worked in the hospital at the time and I just kind of stayed persistent with the nurse. And finally I told her my history and she was like, okay, let's see if we can get you an early one. So I think I got an ultrasound at seven or eight weeks. And just the feeling of going through going in that room again with the ultrasound machine oh my god I was paralyzed in fear and so I went and I laid on the table and I remember looking up and not wanting to make eye contact with the um the nurse because I just did not want to relive that moment and um sure enough the same thing happened again she couldn't find the baby in my uterus so we went through the whole regular more of, oh maybe it's a molar pregnancy meaning your body kind of produces the hormone but you're not really pregnant and I was like ah I think y'all need to search <laughs> for this baby but they couldn't find it they they scanned it everything could not find any signs of um, a pregnancy outside of the uterus so I was waiting for the doctor to come see me and boom that pain hit again on the right side. Yep. And so I was rushed into another emergency surgery. This time it was a little bit even. It was it was the same as far as emergent, but the surgery was a little different because this time the baby was closer to the uterus, meaning it was right at the kind of the juncture right the part where the tube meets the uterus it was right there so my baby was like I'm almost there I'm almost there but it didn't kick on over into the uterus to grow so when that ruptured this time it also took a piece of my uterus so I had to get what's called a myomectomy which is um, a repair of the muscle in the uterine wall so that is my story to infertility and I have more that I could definitely share uh, and will share as I take you on my journey. But before that, I just wanted to kind of give you a piece of my experience because it's just an experience that we just don't talk about and we don't share. And we, we, we have to. We, we have to talk about it because it's a real thing. And so I think this month is a good month to just bring on some guests who have experienced um infertility and what what it looks like and how they deal with it and even people that may be going through the journey right now and don't understand why um so I'm excited to 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 go in along 
in this journey and be able to help women and heal women because we know if we if we make the subject more um or less taboo and more as a daily conversation as hey did you you know how's your baby or how you know just it shouldn't be it shouldn't be shameful we don't have to be ashamed this is a part of life and there's answers and so that's what I want to kind of talk about is that hey there are answers to this and we we can get through this together but one of the scriptures that I that I stood on while going through that that time um, because it's really important to always have a scripture to stand on when your faith is wavered or when you feel a little weak in your journey and you don't know where to go. You can always go to to God's word for strength and for, for anchoring. And this is a familiar scripture to so many, but um, I think it's really one of the cornerstones of any type of testimony or trial. But the first part of Hebrews 11.1 1, talks about now faith is confidence and what we hope for and assurance about what we do not see. And uh, there's so much into this in this one scripture. But two of the words I always like to put uh, pull out in the scripture is now. Meaning faith isn't something that was old, you know, back in the day, right? Um, the scripture still goes on to talk about how people from biblical examples of people that had faith, but um, it was bringing reverence to the fact that all these people had the now faith that they needed in that moment. And so now faith is confidence. Confidence is a word that, you know, you confidence on Kanye, you know, you got Kanye confidence, um, but it's a word that explains our attitude to a situation. So I I had I had to have the confidence in my faith knowing that if I hope for it and and I'm pretty sure it's going to happen even though I don't see it, that's my faith working. So that's the now faith. Faith is confidence in what we hope for and insurance about what we do not see. And so um I, I think that that's a if you keep reading down to eleven eleven, this this scripture specifically talks about childbirth. It says, and by faith, even Sarah, we all know Sarah, right? Who was past childbearing age was enabled to bear children because she considered, she considered him faithful who made the promise. So she was able to bear children because she considered God to be faithful to his promise and she did she 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 struggled for years wanting to have a child and watching her husband have you know illegitimate children um well I hate the word illegitimate because I feel like they still serve the purpose but children outside of her I shall say and she just still had to hold on to that faith knowing God had made her a promise and that he was faithful to keep it and so I encourage everyone that's listening, if you're going through the, this battle of fertility, let's talk about it. Let's talk about what we can do to overcome it. Let's talk about how God is faithful, how we have to have that now faith, that like, mm-mm, I ain't going to let it go faith, you know. Like the angel when, on Jacob's ladder, he, he held his legs and he said, uh-uh, you ain't going nowhere till you bless me. Well, that's the type of faith we need to have during this season, so... Put on your seatbelts because we are going to have a ride, you know, in the next couple of weeks, just really going over and talking to women who have dealt with um, infertility in some way, some form, some fashion. Um, 
I'm excited and I hope you are and um, let's get into this. Let's talk about this. Do you have questions? What are your questions about it? Um, you have a real person who struggled with it and knows um, I try to talk about it so that I don't forget uh, the struggle because I know how important it is for all of us to hear testimonies because that's how we're overcome. That's how uh, we win. So until next time, ladies and gentlemen, I hope you share this, love it, like it, subscribe it, su- subscribe to it. Um, things to look forward to is the YouTube channel where you can we can have some guests on and see people's beautiful, shining faces. So until then, I'll talk to you soon. God bless. Bye-bye. Thank you for joining my podcast with Dr. Robin White. I hope you were able to get some simple, impactful health solutions so now you can go out and be the whole woman God has called you to be. See you next time. Heal the woman, heal the world with Dr. Robin White's podcast.